Welcome, Welcome to, to our, our podcast. podcast. This is Shelf Hunters, and I'm Annie. And I'm Belle. And this week we are talking about the picture of Dorian Gray. So our book for this week is The Picture of Dorian Gray, which is a classic novel about a man who wants to have the world on his own silver platter. He spends hours upon hours with his two closest friends, Lord Henry Wotton and Basil Hallward, and they endlessly discuss the meaning of many aspects of life, beginning in the moment when Basil paints the infamous painting of Dorian Gray. This novel outlines the adult life of Dorian and the ups and downs of the reputation of a man who desperately wishes he would not age. The author of this book is Oscar Wilde. He was born on October 16th, 1854 in Dublin, Ireland. Wilde came from a strong literary background as his father published books, and he also was a surgeon, and his mother was a poet. While attending college at Trinity College in Dublin and Magdalen College in Oxford, he won the Oxford Newdigate Prize for a work in poetry, Ravina, that he penned in 1878. Much of his work was centered around the aesthetic movement in England, which, according to Britannica, advocated advocated art for art's sake. He was known for his flamboyance more so than his literary abilities for most of his life, and it was not until the last ten years of life that he gained acclaim and success with his writing. This began with the publishing of this book, The Picture of Dorian Gray, in 1890, and continued with his two most important society comedies, Lady Windermere's Fan and The Importance of Being Earnest. His personal life took a downward turn at this point in his life, and in 1895, he was sentenced to two years of hard labor after a trial and retrial that decided he was guilty of sodomy. He served this and was released, but died suddenly of acute meningitis on November 30th of 1900. His last words, supposedly, were, this wallpaper and I are fighting a duel to the death. Either it goes or I do. And then he died. All in all, a very interesting man. Okay, next we're going to move on and do our review section, which, again, over time you guys will learn to understand why we review the way we review. So, the first four-fifths of the book were horribly boring, in my personal opinion. There were many times when I wanted to call it quits. I wanted to DNF or do not finish this book many times. I disliked the main character, Dorian Gray, and the wording was heavy with a plot like molasses in January. From a classics perspective, I cannot give much because I have not read very many classics, although I do hope to branch out. But I would say about a 3 out of 5 for the classic, you know, in comparison to that group. It was not awful, and I know why after reading it that it is such a classic. And I did very much so enjoy the ending of the book and all the plot twists that came with it because of the mix of slow character development, but also the great plot at the end. I would give this book an overall 6 out of 10. Okay, so for me, honestly, the only saving grace about reading this book is that I read it after Annie. Yeah. And we put tabs in our books, and Annie put one tab that was, like, lower down. She said, as she said, you have to get to this point, and then it will be good. 
And I was sitting there and I was reading it. I was like, I have to get there. And the first two thirds of it was a little, the first, the first part was a little rough. Um, and I remember Annie almost DNFing it and watching her read it. And I was a little concerned as to, I was a little concerned where it was going to end up. I would like um, to point out that this book is not very long and it took me probably two weeks to finish. Like that first, yeah. It was a struggle bus, guys. Um, yeah. And honestly, the beginning, there's just a whole chunk that is just, the part that spans 10 years, there's not really a plot. And I was not really a fan of the literal chapter-long conversations. (laughs) He monologues a lot, guys. Oh my god. It's a lot. But once you get to the interesting part, which we'll talk about later, it's so good. I was struggling to finish it, but then as soon as I got to that part, I stayed up, I think, till probably, what, like, three, four in the morning to finish it? On a school night. On a school night. (laughs) I read the whole thing. I was like, I have to do it. There's the two huge plot twists, the one on, the one that's, like, probably two-thirds of the way through, and then the one on the last page. Fantastic. And I understand when you read it, you understand why it has to be the way that it is, and I get why it's so respected. Um, I would probably give it a three out of five from a classics perspective, too, because, like, there was just a lot that I I don't typically sit here and go, do I really want to finish this book? I'm not really that type of person, usually, so, yeah. The storyline itself is interesting, and, like, I get why people make movies, and I get why people like it. For me, I would say it's probably a six out of ten. In my notes, I wrote the first half is atrocious, but the end balances it out. So that's... That's how we felt. That's about where I that. was about two months ago when I actually read this book. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, we life has happened, and now we we're are. making this episode the day before spring break. Um, but yeah, I was actually very surprised by how much I ended up liking the book. Would I read it again? Mm. Okay, so now we're gonna go into depth about our talking points. We for just had to take day. twenty minutes to refresh because we read this book. We realized four months ago. Yeah, it's been a while, guys, so if everything is inaccurate and wrong, I'm sorry, but Ignore. we do have strong feelings about this book, so we, we will really be do. discussing them. We have very strong feelings about <clears throat> probably a, a summary of about 20 pages of this book, so. Yeah. The book begins with the painting of Dorian Gray, and that's Basil Howard's painting. So he found a young man who is sweet and innocent and full of life, aka Dorian Gray, and beautiful. And he decides that he needs needs to paint him. It's like this unconscious like, just urge to paint this man. It's like his life's <clears throat> goal. He's like, I need to make this painting. And then... So Dorian Gray and Basil Howard are very good friends. And Dorian comes and talks to Basil about his youth and his life. And, you know, everything is like full of joy at the time. And Basil just has him stand there and he paints. And it is a... It's Grand ex- time. Yeah, it's, a and they fruity, seem to be, it's a fruity experience. <laughs> they also seem to be really good friends. Like, they are really good friends at the beginning of the but book. But, like... But almost in a weird, like, mm, Basil's, yeah. like, grooming him kind of way at the same time. It's kind of wonky. Um, also, they've got Lord Henry Wotton, which... <laughs> He's kind of annoying. He's okay. Doesn't he go by Harry? Harry, yeah. Is he recording? Yeah. Okay, good. Sorry. Um, yeah, he's okay. So, um, then, um, Henry Harry, we're gonna refer to him as Harry, is friends with Basil, and so he's also friends, and they tend to just, Harry has a lot of very opinionated... He's a very, 
he likes to mansplain ideas. the world to yeah, other Yeah, he really men. does. But also it's very interesting, and I feel like if you're going to reread any part of this book, you're going to reread, like, Harry's monologues, because I feel like they actually have a little bit of substance. Like, it, He's seems, got a lot to say, and he says and it. it seems like <laughs> a deep dive kind of into Oscar Wilde's way of thinking. Honestly, yeah, and he goes on this whole rant at some point. I don't know if it's in the beginning, but at some point. No, it is. At some point where he's like, oh, beauty's the only thing worth having. Like, once a man, once someone yeah, is beautiful. Okay. And so, that's why Dorian makes So, what live. happens is Dorian Gray is getting painted. His Basil's making his portrait. And Henry walks in to visit Basil because they're also friends. And Henry, Harry, is immediately just... Sir Harry. I don't even know, like, amazed, in awe He's like, oh, of Dorian so Gray. Beautiful. And so he kind of pulls him off to the side and starts to mansplain that beauty is the only <laughs> thing that you need in life. Because he is a man. And that's how he thinks. And so once Harry kind of opens up the doors for Dorian... Like, and Dorian's like, all of a sudden Dorian girls, like, starts going down his narcissist timeline. Yeah, so this, all of a sudden he's like, this is like Dorian's gateway drug into being a bad person. Like this yeah. is this is the catalyst of the beginning of the end, and it's like page six. Yeah, <laughs> so and it's monologue, which is not surprising because this entire book is monologues. Because of what Harry says to Dorian Gray about beauty, he makes a foolish wish while Basil is still. While Basil's finishing the painting, he makes a wish, and he's like, yeah. I want to be young and beautiful and innocent forever so I can Must live be. life to the fullest. Yeah. So already... He wishes away his soul for beauty because of what Harry says to him. Yes. And he does not know that at the time, but um, that's this what he does. This is when we begin to call Dorian a windsock because he just... Literally, Henry could say one word and he's just going that direction. Like, it's... He's yeah. Just that's gone. kind of... That is our... Um, what would you call it? Our terminology for Dorian being extraordinarily gullible and oh, naive. Yeah. yeah. He is a windsock, guys. Windsock. We made a whole song. I don't know. It was a it was a thing at three in the morning. Yeah, that's kinda how this book went down. <laughs> um and then um Okay, so we're gonna skip the first like hundred pages or so because that was not a lot of plot, not a lot happened. That... It's just a whole lot of Henry monologuing and them kinda going to like parties and stuff like that. Like, when yeah. you look at all the, you look at, like, summaries, it skips the entire first part. Fun yeah, fact. because nothing really happens. So, no. we're gonna just jump right into, like, the beginning of the plot, which was when Dorian meets... Sybil Vane. Yeah, Sybil Vane. And she's an actress at a local theater. She's really young, and he loves the way that she acts. She, he just adores her acting. And it's and coming off of Henry's whole beauty thing. He's like, she's so beautiful and full of life and has all this beauty. She's so young and mm -hmm. innocent and sweet. And it's just this big thing, this huge ordeal. And so he decides to, like, stay after one night and talk to her at the theater. And she just hopelessly, hopelessly falls in love with him. They're both really young. Yeah, she never even knows his name. He just... He's Prince Charming. Yeah, she calls him Prince Charming. Yeah. And so, so she goes something. and, like, tells her family about it, which is her mother, who is totally like, go get it, girl, like, you and Dorian. Right, they're not super, like, successful or anything, and so she's like, And he's, okay, like, an upper-class aristocrat kind of dude, so... He's so snobby. Yeah, and, but, however, Sybil's brother is like, absolutely not, you don't know this man, you can't 
What's his name? You don't even know his name? You can't be engaged to him. Like, you can't yeah. do any of that. And so... And he... Yeah. Dorian decides that he... I don't even know. They get engaged. Yeah. And she still doesn't know his name. Oh, which... oh. And then he um, tells... Harry. I, okay, wait. I think he tells Harry first. Yeah, he And does. they come and see Sybil perform, and Dorian is so enamored with her, and it's whatever. And he, she wasn't good when they saw her. Oh. She wasn't good. Wait. And so then he no. broke up with okay, her. Okay, okay, okay. So he en- gets engaged with her. Mm-hmm. They're together. And then he tells Harry that this is the love of his life, and he's found the one, and blah, blah, like, blah. She's amazing. She's such a great actress. She's, like, everything that you'd ever want in terms of beauty, yeah. like, all this and stuff. And so then he brings, I think, Harry and Basil to yeah. the theater, and they yeah, watch her awesome. perform, and it's the worst performance of her life. He thought that this girl was on the up and up. She was going to be a rising star. She was going to be, like, the perfect wife for him. All this and, great and stuff. And all of them are making a big deal, because they're like, oh, wow, Dorian... Maybe you're just, like, Like, completely swayed, and he's like, no, this is the worst she's ever acted, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, "Mm, I don't know, man. So So he breaks up with her. No, so he goes backstage to talk to her, and he asks her why. Like, why were you so bad tonight? And she's like, oh, because I've already found everything that I need in life. Like, I'm so in love with you that the love of the characters that I'm portraying now is dull and flat and boring. Because Dorian is still pristine and perfect. Okay, but bef- right before... Okay, hang on. The plot line is really scrambled in my brain. But, so, <laughs> he finds Sybil, falls in love, decides to get engaged. Then, Dorian breaks up with Sybil. Sybil Vane. Because Sorry, she can't name. act anymore because she's so madly in love with him that everything else is and dull. he's like, ew. Gross. And he's this like, girl's in love why with would you now. ever... I don't know, Dorian, you're vain. not He's it. so vain. and just like, You might be cute, but you've got nothing else going for you. Not a Well, one. he's rich. Like, I understand He's rich, cute, and a bachelor. But um, also very gay. So he decided to call off the engagement, and then Sybil, like, throws herself at his feet and is like, please save And he's just kind of... He's kind of not the best human being. <laughs> That's uh, a good phrase it. <laughs> I really can't. Um... Yeah. And so... Then he goes home. And now... Oh, and guess what was gifted to him a while ago that we didn't mention because we were not paying attention. The painting. Because because he was like, no, Basil, you can never post it. You post it. Oh, my God. You You can can never show anyone my painting, my portrait. And Basil's like, this is the work of my life. This is the epitome of my life's work. And... He's like, well, too okay, bad. but Basil also kind of agreed because he was like, I don't want anyone to like ruin it. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's too personal. Because like, it was too more, beautiful. it was like, more. Dorian Basil was, was a little upset. Dorian but... was passive. Basil was a little upset, and Harry was the one where I was like, oh, like you could show people, and Basil was like, eh, and then Dorian was like, I want it. Dorian's like, it's mine. Yeah. So then he breaks up with her. He's super rude to her. And basically, is just like, eh, whatever. Literally, she's like, like cold hearted no. because she's like yeah. sobbing at his feet, and he just like pivots and walks away. And then he, he gets, gets home, home and the painting changed. There's a little little like smirk. Yeah, You've got the page. Cruelty. Had he been cruel? So it's like a very minor change but he looks at the painting he like rubs his eyes and he's like what? So basically it the changes. painting is like the mirror to his soul. Yeah so everything wrong that he does all the thing, all the things that he does wrong just slowly collect in the painting. Which is very interesting. So that's, like, thing number one. 
and that starts his journey of madness and then he kind of like freaks out and i think that's when he locks the painting up in his attic and he's like "Mm, no one can ever see this no no oh it's not then no it's just hang on yeah so he sees that it's like the twist of whatever cruelty in his mouth no i can i can tell you when it is and then we find out like the next day that sybil offed herself yep so she i don't know the proper way to say this so she kills herself but that's not the that's not the like politically correct way to say it. She commits suicide. It's not committing committing suicide. There's another term. I'm really sorry. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm a bad human. Death by self. <clears throat> no, there's another term. Hang on, let me Google it. What? Yeah. So don't say you're not supposed to say completed or committed suicide. It's more neutral, but death by suicide. Okay. So and then the next day. They find out that Sybil has died via suicide because of her love for him and all this stuff. The fact that he, like, walked away and stopped on her. Also, which, maybe I'm hallucinating, but didn't he go back to tell her that he would still be with her? Yes, and then she found out that she she had died. died. Yeah. Yeah. So So that was, you know, and he, and Lord, and Henry is like, oh, Dorian, it's not your fault. Henry talks about women in horrible ways. Yes, Henry is he's very, very misogynistic. Yeah. But he's like, oh, Dorian, it's not your fault. And we're all like, uh, yeah. well, mm, it is. Yeah. I mean, um, granted, he did go back to fix it, so maybe it's not entirely on him, but, like, it is. And then he kind of, yeah, and he's like, obviously he knows, that's why the painting's changing and all this stuff. And then Basil shows up the next day and Dorian is like, trying to hide the painting from him. Basil's like, I want to see the painting. I want to see the painting. And Dorian's like, no, 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 no. Like, freaks out. Wait, I thought he... No. Didn't he? He barely escapes. Oh. Yeah. And then that's that's when he hides it in the attic. Yeah, his creepy attic of doom. Yeah, bro. Literally. Or he just keeps his painting so he can go up there and, like, sit on the old desk and stare at his painting. Stare at all the wrongdoings in his life. It's so weird. I picture it as, like, a weird, empty school classroom same like dark wood like those weird like the weird like like, desks with like the 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 plasticky like attached desk thingies and then like white floors dark wood Mm -hmm. like gray walls and then like the one window with a little bit of sunlight streaming in on his weird painting and then the curtain i think they said it was a purple curtain i don't know there was a curtain i imagine like bars on the window yeah, and like a lock on the like it's out, there's a lock. The door, door is locked heavily, and he's like the only Didn't person. Didn't he put on the key. bars on the window and around the door when he started I panicking later so. on? Yeah, he did. He went psycho about it, but well, basically he yeah. just went psycho. And he also just went psycho in general, but yeah. So basically, he does all that. The hobby part. The, this is the hobby oh, section. Oh, okay. So up until this point, yeah, you think that a lot has happened, but the like, only thing that's happened nothing that's is really happened. Sybil. <laughs> The only well, okay. interesting thing. Sybil happens, but Sybil's, like, less than a chapter, and we're, like, nine chapters in, so, like, everything else is just Henry and Dorian monologuing and Dorian freaking out because he's on his trail of terror. Even though he's literally done one thing, and the painting has changed one little minuscule, teeny, tiny well, little line Well, we also find out later in the book that, like, he actually did other stuff, we just didn't know about it, which, which I don't understand why we didn't know, and I think that's the probably the parts that Oscar Wilde had to take out because it was too gay. Yeah, because this book was heavily edited. You can tell it's all just the you, you details can. left. It's okay. like, all you have to do is listen to Misogynistic Man and Mr. Eligible Bachelor Rich Guy. It's kind of all you got. And so, my, like, 
saving grace is the fact that there's this whole like 15 page monologue (laughs) about all of dorian's hobbies and it's supposed to be like the span of like this 10 year period in between like the sybil era and then the it's kind of his like fall into shame basically over the course of 10 years except they don't really include it they kind of hint at the whole male lover type stuff storyline but you don't really get into I it i just found it but no so they've long. got it's like five pages uh, literally he just sits there and talks about all of his different hobbies for the last 10 years because i don't know honestly he just talks a lot about like different objects that he's like hoarded like he he's just... like i'm obsessed with like jewels or something like that and i'm like yeah. okay great well, he's obsessed with he's very materialistic because yeah. now his beauty is a material to yeah. him so so he would now study perfumes and the secrets of their manufacture literally don't care the fact that that was probably one of the most exciting lines in the first literally she's like you gotta pages. get to the you gotta get to that part because it'll be the saving grace yeah and then this is when he starts um once we get to the end of that chunk it's like okay ten years have gone Don't by do that. oops ten years have gone by and now it's on the ninth of November yes and now everyone, the eve of his own thirty eighth birthday so he, yeah so now he's thirty eight. He's getting older, and he still looks the same. Yes, number one, he looks the same. So everyone's kind of like, "That's sus," which it is. And number two, he has a terrible reputation. Thing that writes itself across a man's face, not his, but um, yeah. No, only his portrait. Yeah, exactly. But it's his like thirty eighth birthday. This happens. He goes to a little like party thing with Henry or whatever, and then he's just kind of chilling, and he invites. Basil Howard over <laughs> and um this is the point. This is the good part. This we've made This it. is when it gets intense. This is where I said I need to stay up and read it. This is so it's like freaky. Okay. Basil is so, gonna Basil go to Paris. Paris. He's going to Paris. He's leaving. Right? And he's like, oh, Dorian. Didn't he come to ask if he could take the painting with him? And Dorian was like, absolutely not. Because at this point, it's like weird and gray and straggly. Because that's he what he would actually be like. he's like 40. Yeah. And <clears throat> Basil goes on this whole like high horse rant about how his reputa- how Dorian's reputation is terrible. And how he needs to be a better person. And he goes on and on and on. And then but not, Dor- okay, not in like a crazy person no. way. But more in a like. More a concerned, a concerned friend, friend. Like, hey, he goes on and on. And Dorian snaps yeah and he's like and he decides you know to what stab him in the head yeah i can't it he takes him upstairs he goes oh do you want to see take- do you want to see your- it yes he does he oh, goes yeah, do he you want to see your picture do you want to see your picture and as basil's sitting there looking at it like he's like what, what have you done to my dad walks around behind him stabs him in the head I'd like to point out this is about two-thirds into the book. Also, I would also like to point out that at this point, I am, like, completely book numb. I am over it. Everything is boring. I'm tired. I don't want to finish it. And then out of left field, he just murders this man in cold blood. His friend. So now you're just sitting there and you're like, The only character in this book that I actually liked just got stabbed in the head. So now he's like, okay. And he just kind of, like, he just leaves him there. He locks the door. And then he goes... Of the like, creepy school closet attic thing. And so it's a painting in his dead friend. And so he goes... He needs... He's like, oh, I need an alibi because I just killed a man. So he leaves. He goes the out. The next part is my favorite part. Yes. So he goes out, outside, and he, like, rings the doorbell so that the servant thinks that he just got home or whatever. And he's like, okay. Good job on that part, I guess. Sure. Then, so now, he wakes he like, up the next morning, and he's like, 
Mm. I, I have a dead body. And I have a dead body, so we need to figure he this out. He calls his no, ex- No, he, like, telegrams. He telegrams like his ex-boyfriend. His ex-lover. His ex-lover. To co- Alan Campbell. He telegrams his ex-boyfriend to come over and originally so, he says, he brings him up there and originally he says no. And Dorian is like, well, I'll blackmail you. Well, okay, for reference of why he chose Alan Campbell, he's like a scientist like dude a chemist who can, like, melt the body or like an alchemist, you know? Yeah. And so... He's like, if you don't do it, I'll blackmail you. And Alan's like, okay, I'll do it. And Dorian's like, okay, peace out. And he walks downstairs. And then Alan comes down. He's basically like, it's done. He, like, does a whole, like, hand motion and, like, I did it. I cleaned your literal dead body. Never talk to me again. Yeah. So that's about how that goes. Which, can you imagine asking your ex to get rid of a dead body? I don't think I would trust him enough for that. No, so that's that. And then he goes on an opium-infused rage rager for three days yeah where he goes and does all the things that apparently he had been doing for the 10-year period that all got cut out and we didn't get to hear about which is really disappointing because i feel like it would have been a lot better but we didn't hear about it so he like goes down to like the port area and like goes into like these opium dens Mm -hmm. and like yeah finds all of his old lover men yeah and then we also oh, find out that he kind of ruined a lot of men. Like, a he lot ruined of men's a bunch, lives. He, bun- he ruined so many people's re- reputations. And somehow, and he has a bad reputation himself, but he doesn't care. No, it is. It, he like, doesn't it, depend it, on no, his reputation. It, he he like, has money. It doesn't no, matter. No, it's not that at all. He eludes it because everyone looks at his little boyish, mm. innocent face. And, oh, the, he oh he's so cute. Yeah. I wouldn't hurt a flat. That's so, what they think when they look at him. Yeah. So now... He is at these, he's like in this opium rager, right? He's living his life, I suppose. And who shows up? But you remember Sybil? Her brother shows up. Oh, yeah. And is like, you are the reason my sister's dead. Which he is. And he, like, confronts him in this alleyway and all this stuff. And he's literally. he, like, almost stab him. He almost shoots him. Oh, yeah. No. He stabbed. They don't Mm. have guns. Yes, they do. I swear they do. No, we're in, like, the 1400s. No, they do. Well, they do have guns because there's a shooting party, but I'm pretty sure he tried to stab him in the alley. Okay. Well, he tries to kill him. Either way. Um, because, because, here we go. Because Sybil called, Sybil didn't know his name. She only knew Prince Charming. And someone at the place where he was at called him Prince Charming. Because, because he, okay, (laughs) because that was his alias that uh-huh. he used after Sybil. Right. So, all of a sudden, Sybil's brother's there by freak chance or some reason. No, because he knows that he's there because the lady tipped him off. And they go, oh, Prince Charming. And so, he follows him onto an alleyway and tries to kill him. And then what happens is Dorian somehow is smart and is like, well, look. He's like, when did you say this happened? And the brother's like, 18 years ago. And he's like, uh-huh, look at look me. Look at my baby face. I'm only, I couldn't be more than 20. And the guy's like, mm, you're right. It's not you. It is. Surprise, it surprise. Is. But he lets him go. Yeah, he lets him go for that <clears throat> moment. Because he's dumb. Um, but then, so, but, but then that lady who was talking to Dorian is like, she said something about like sins will never be forgiven or something weird like that. And she goes out and she tells the brother, James, she's like, uh, that dude hasn't aged in 18 years. That's Dorian Gray. Yeah. So James is like, I just let him go. Yeah. So James runs after Wait, me. Okay, he's gone. Slow down. So after that, Dorian freaks out and Dorian's decides, like, oh God. 
he decides to like go to his country house and get away from the world and he he's going to try and turn his life around and he's going to talk to Harry and like try to get his life together and it's just a big thing. So, so he like throws a party bebops in. out and goes to to his country house with like a group of his guy friends who are all Yeah, they've now. got he's entertaining the Duchess of Monmouth or something. Oh yeah. That's what it says. Um and he kind of so he's having this party, whatever. He's kind of freaked out, obviously. It's not really a party. It's just kind of. It's, it's like more a, of like a, a gathering. gathering. Yeah. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, he collapses, and everyone's like, "What the heck?" And then you find out when he wakes up, it's because he saw. No, he leaves. He James. walks out of the party. No. Yeah, he doesn't. I'm pretty sure he, like, walked out and then collapsed. Or came back, like, oh my god. Oh, he, yeah, he walks away. Yeah, he walks, okay. That's right, yeah, So Dorian he walks, walks away. kind of, like, out He's of, like, the hub of the party. Okay. Um, he walks. He walks, like, out of the hub of the party and then. Collapses. Faints. Faints, like, yeah. Falls over. And they're like, what the heck? Like, okay, sure. What's going um, on? And I think Harry finds him. Yeah, he's, like, with. Yeah, she, the Duchess is standing by him and Harry is. Yeah, running and they they end up they, you know they come upon him just laying on the floor like a weirdo and he's like oh you should go to bed and Dorian's like no I don't want to be alone and oh this is when he goes to the country house it wasn't before it's right yeah now. yeah yeah he's at the, yeah um and he then, leaves now and that's oh. because the brother James was in the window stalking him and that's why he fainted because he was so scared because the brother's literally stalking him because he deserves to die and he knows it that's okay. where we're at. So, so then they go to the yeah then they, then go, they to go, the go to the country house, and Dorian takes like a group of his guy friends with him, and they decide to go like shooting as one does, you know, shooting animals or whatever, and they are out to shoot I think like pheasants or pheasants. geese or something. Your book is away, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. They go out to shoot some sort of bird, and they're like you know when you walk. Like, when you're hunting, you, like, walk in a line with, like, your guns or whatever. And Dorian sees this, like, rabbit come out, and they, like, aim for it. And he's like, oh, no, don't hurt it. Like, tries to be good because he's trying to turn his life around. Is it working? Not at all. But the other dude ends up shooting. No, he doesn't want them to shoot it because he thinks that it's graceful and beautiful because he's still on that line of thinking. They're like, oh, whatever, it's fine. They shoot it. And then the rabbit screams, but then they also hear a man scream, and they're like, Okay. Uh, what just happened? Mr. James Vane is laying in the bushes, and he got shot, and now he's dead. Yeah, they killed him with the same bullet that killed the rabbit. Yeah, so he killed the stalker. Coinky dink. So we love that. So then Dorian is like, oh my gosh, I'm free. I'm safe from all of my sins. No one's going to come after me. It's this whole thing. And then he decides that he is going to basically destroy the painting because he wants to completely free himself of who he was and he wants to try to be a better person. Oh no, he doesn't know right away who the man is and then he's like, "Wait a minute, let me see the body." Cuz they thought that he they thought that it was like just some man. And then they're like they're like, "Who died? I'm so sorry." And they're like, "I don't know who it was." And he's like, "Let me see the body." So he looks, he's like, "Okay, James Fane is gone. I'm safe. Whatever." And then, oh my god, he has this conversation with Harry. He's talking to Harry after this happens. And he goes, um, he brings up Basil. So all of that happens, we get, like, 
Harry's one last monologue, kind of. About, like, life and the arts and, like, don't make yourself incomplete, you're flawless, like, blah, blah, you blah. know who you are, kind you're of a almost, great person. Like, at this like, point, he's almost reassuring Dorian that, like, he's a great person and, like, he's all okay, but he knows nothing of what he's actually done and it just doesn't show on him anymore. And Dorian is deciding, like, I'm going to be good. Yeah. This is, like, his new... This is his, like, aha moment. He's like, I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to be a good man. I'm going to make up for the things that I've done in my life. And then he make, and then he does it real quick around. He turns around. He's, like, hates his beauty. And he's like, I can't believe that this is my life. And, like, not forgive us. Or, wait. Yeah. There's purification and punishment. Like, all he this stuff. He finally comes to the point where he's like, I wish that it would have been showing on my actual being because I would have been more aware of what was going on in my soul. Yeah. Than... And now, yeah. So he goes upstairs. This is, like... So he goes back to his attic, to his creepy painting. Locks the door. He takes off the purple curtain. He does all the things. And he's, like... Holding his has knife. It, yeah, and he does one good thing. And he's like, has it merely been vanity that made him do his one oh, good yeah. deed? Oh, yeah, okay, so he goes up there to look to see if he's become prettier again in, like, the portrait. To see if the portrait has, like, reverse effects at all. And it which hasn't. Which it hasn't, because you can't like, do that to your soul. The blood stains <clears throat> bigger, the disease on his fingers are more, there's blood on the feet, like, there's blood on the hand. Yeah. There's all this stuff. Like, it's awful, and... Yeah. So he gets super upset and he decides that he needs to take matters into his own hand and so, he needs to get rid of the painting. So he sees the knife that killed Basil, which is still in the room. Probably with Basil's really, blood on um, it. No, it says he cleaned it, supposedly. Yeah. So he stabs the picture. Repeatedly, as he stabbed the painter. No, he only he stabs it once. Oh, I thought he... Like, he stabs the picture one time. Because... In my brain, he, like, Hulk smashes it with a knife. Nah, no. In the movie, maybe. But, no, he stabs it once. And then the people in the house hear this really big cry and a crash. And they... The neighbors hear it. That's how loud it is. The neighbors hear it. Yeah. And so they rush up and they, like, break into the room and they're like, what the heck? Um, so, so they... They break in through the windows... And when they walk in, there's this beautiful painting of their master as they, they had, like, the last time they saw Dorian Gray, it's, what, it's like, you know, his so, youth because he never... his beautiful youth and his naivety and all that stuff in, like, one portrait. And then on the floor, there's this disgusting old dead man that's so wrinkled that they couldn't even identify him, except by his rings. So basically, Dorian took out. on the form of the portrait, and it reversed, and he, he killed. killed himself, basically. I'm not supposed to say that. He stabbed the portrait, which ended up just being himself. Basically. Why can't we say he killed himself? I thought we weren't supposed to say that earlier. No, you're not supposed to say committed suicide because it sounds like a crime. You can say he killed himself, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I don't know. Either way, he stabbed the painting and then it just turned into him stabbing himself in the heart. And that's the last page. And that's all you get. There's no conclusion after that. There's no nothing. And, like, it's kind of sad because, like, he really was trying I to be a better person. I want to know if the boyfriend exposed him. I want to know. Why we don't know. Why would the... Well... I want to know if he, they ever... At the point out. where like, the boyfriend know, like, would have thought about exposing him, I feel like he that's would have been true. dead already. Well, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if after he died, he exposed him. Is that... Oh, yeah. Okay, I know this, like, didn't really happen, but, like, it actually happened. Like... 
Yeah, maybe if not you the like pants died and then I like went and found you and you look like a grandma, I'd be so concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be very concerned. Like the supernatural entities. Like I know it didn't happen like this, but if it had actually happened like this, so weird, very weird. But yeah, so basically they just found like. I want to know what they thought. It was just like, oh, they couldn't even identify him until they saw the rings on his hands that it was Dory. And I'm like, I want to know what they thought. Because nobody knew, obviously. So now that you've heard the ending, like, <laughs> this is why I understand that it's a classic. Because, like, However, you have to it get really there. makes you, like, self-reflect. It really does. Honestly. It's a very good book if you're trying to... It's definitely, like, religiously rooted, too, in terms of, like, sin and, like... Oh Which was God, the times of the time. Right. It's very interesting. But it is very much so, like, you think about yourself after this. You're like, what does, like, my soul look like? But, like, obviously we don't have a scary portrait that's... We haven't stabbed our friend in the back of the head repeatedly and then dissolved his body. But, you know. Via lover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. But, like, it's still interesting to think about. Like, it's just a very... I don't know. Like, I could talk about it for a while just because it's so intense, but, like... At the same time, I really wish that, like, I don't know if the full version is anywhere, but I want to read it. I think it is, but I wish that we could read it because it would be so good. I feel like Dorian's character... Like, it's a small book. Our copy, at least, is, like... Let's see. I think it's less than 200 pages. Our copy's, like, yeah, like, 220... Ours is, like, 220, 225. Mm. It's a small book. I really want to know. Like, the whole 10 years part is just his relationships. And, like, you I would know assume. that he wrote it in there. Like, Oscar Wilde. Put the it- dude was went to prison for two years for sodomy, and he he died as a result of said imprisonment. Like, come on. You know that there's, also, like, interesting, like... like, the writing is really, really good, and I don't think that a writer who is that good would let the beginning of his book be that dull. Like, I, he had the plot there's, at the end. There's no way that there wasn't the a plot. The plot at the end plot. is... And the you other thing, too, that's interesting like, is a lot of the final action occurs in very short amounts of time. Like, the time that it takes from, like, literally the time between um, the first time that he sees the brother outside of, like, the pub or whatever to the time that he sees him in the window is literally, like, five pages. And okay. so much happens and in honestly, those five pages. if... Like, the ending of the book is all, like, boom, 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 boom. It's all within, like, like, three chapters. The whole writing experience was probably very similar. It's just that he had to take out all the extra action stuff and all you're left with is dialogue, which... We all know how we feel about that. Um, I'm really over the monologues of this book. I'm just gonna... Just gonna put it out there. Yeah. Also, like, Henry has some interesting stuff. He's, like, hit or miss. He has some interesting stuff to say, but he also is just kind of, like, a, he's so really garbage opinions. <laughs> That's about what it comes down to. But I kind of like Henry because Same. he is consistent throughout. He is a full... Yes, he's the only consistent character. ...rounded character, yes. However, he has a consistent viewpoint, a consistent set of ideas, he is a bachelor the whole time. Like, he's not really going for other things. Like, he right. is consistent with who he is, and he knows who he is, and he doesn't push that opinion upon other people. And that's the other thing with Dorian, with the missing parts of it, is Dorian is very willy-nilly with his opinions. Like, we call them a windsock. Like, okay, 
Those things that stick on a pole and they kind of like triangularish shaped and they blow. Yeah, if you in don't the know window, what a windsock like is, that's like, like that's yeah, what like, it is. that's the yeah. He's very he's kind of inconsistent. And it's like the whole at the very end, like the last like two chapters, he's like, I'm gonna do something good. Mm, never mind, it doesn't work. It's like, I mean, like I get it, I understand why, but at the same time, he's very much a contrast to Henry because he's so inconsistent. And then Basil just like. Basil is doesn't talk enough for him to be like a character with a lot of depth. He's got some depth, but a lot of him, well, a lot of his character is like, like sidekick painter I feel like painter what Basil boy. really is is he's just like a normal person. Right. He is like the normal morality and the normal typical values that you see in day to day people. Mm-hmm. And Henry is very opinionated and very set and very consistent in his ways. And Dorian just fluctuates so much because he can't make up his mind about who he is. Another interesting thing about the book is it's written in third-person limited point of view. So, like, we have Dorian's thoughts. We don't have anybody else's thoughts, but it's also written outside of Dorian himself. Yeah. So it's just, like, it's very interesting. It is very interesting. Because we get, like, most of his thought development. We don't... We we do get it. But there's not really that many characters in the book, honestly. It's just Dorian, and then Harry's, like... Harry's there most Honestly, of the book. Honestly, the whole book is just Dorian. The whole like, book is just Dorian. There's Basil real... for like a hundred pages. And like characters and come and go, but we don't, since we don't get any of their thoughts or like feelings or, honestly, and Dorian's not perceptive enough to like tell in his no, brain, think Dorian, about other this, people's thoughts yeah. and emotions. And Dorian like, is the not. Way that, he's not observing anyone else. So we literally only get him. He's very self-involved. Which he's is like definitely what, a narcissist. He's very narcissistic. And like, to be fair- it makes sense. Oh, it does. And, like, literally Harry's just like, oh, yeah. Like, you're so great. Like, you're amazing. Why do you need, why do you want for anything? Like, you're literally the best guy out there. Like, they, he's definitely, that's totally pushed onto him, too. As well as, like, I feel like he already feels like A that. lot of, like, but, society's viewpoints of. Right. He's just kind of like this rich, gay man who no one can figure out why he doesn't age and they're kind of suspicious of him because he ruins everyone's reputations and they're kind of like mm. so yeah that's the picture of dorian gray yeah i don't have i, I don't have anything else <laughs> okay well is it recommended the last 20 pages depends honestly depends if you're life. looking for a book that's into deep self-reflection i would say yes yeah if you're looking for a fast past action you gotta get through like probably like the first 200 pages of the book so like yeah yeah so recommended depending on what you want to read however it was actually genuinely once you get to the basal oh, part I know it's I good if it's if you want to read something that you're gonna think about for a long time oh yeah and like even now like we read it i think we honestly read it four months ago we read it in mid-november it is currently the beginning of march and i still think about it Mm-hmm. every now and then like it pops in my brain like oh my yeah. god it sits next to my bed and i look at it and i go oh yeah like what does my soul look like if you want to ponder so that question for the rest of your life this is a book to read yeah but other than that it is what it is like it's just it's just it's a, book. a classic yeah for sure okay that's all i got yep that's that's okay thank you for listening to our podcast um you want to follow us on instagram we're at shelf hunters if you want to follow the podcast that'd be really cool too we took um, some videos so we might make a tiktok we'll, we have we'll a tiktok see. we might make a tiktok yeah. we'll find out um i don't know 
yeah so that's it stay updated i think is our she... next book is going to be a court of thorns and roses by sarah j mass so which um if you are is into an old that... read old favorite but yeah we're gonna reread it yeah we want honestly we want to do For something that that's one, familiar we might yeah because it's spring break we want to read something fun yeah, we might we might be we might be a little more positive about those because Dorian Gray, we love it and we hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good book. Bye. won the Oxford Nudegate Prize. It sounds like Nudegate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see. Let's find the let's find the quote. I don't know if it's gonna be in there. I don't well, know. Well, I, I mean, it. I'm opening the book, so I mean, it's gonna be in here somewhere. The book is more. I don't even know. My train of thought just died. <laughs> Completely derailed. Choo choo derailed. I'm so tired. <laughs>